episode 30 of the Big Conspire. It's, uh, oh, what is the day? 24th of June, 2021. And um, this is the Big Conspire. Yay! We're 30 episodes old today. Might be 31. I think one got um, chucked in the bin. Does that one, the one we chucked in the bin? So 30, 30 episodes um, Thirty episodes released, and um, yes, we're growing bro, strong, bro. And we're, you can't talk. I'm talking. Go on, anyway. Go on, carry on. I'm joking. Just like shut up, bro. It's just for happy thirtieth. Happy thirtieth. You don't look a day over fifty. I don't look a day over fifty. Neither do you, which is lovely. You don't look a day over fifty-one. Cool. How you like doing, that. bro? I'm right. I'm right. I actually, I got wicked. You don't want to hear my health problems, but I've had really bad hay fever today, and my breathing's been like. I think I've been compromised, man. I think they got me. Like, I think I'm rounded up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I'm right. Yeah, I've got a bit like last last week. You had some. Um, we call it ambient, ambient background sounds. I've got ambient at the moment. My dog's going nuts. I've hidden his ball and he's scratching at the box. I've hidden it in. He's Why not have stupid. You his he's ball? got a nose. Because he, he's mental, he just goes, he just comes up to him, just like wants to play constantly. And it's okay. like, just, you just leave just, him with it. He's like, um, he's like a genocidal elite person, hell bent on poisoning people with. Uh, anyway, I was trying to go try and make some COVID conspiracy thing in with his ball or something like that, but it didn't quite work. It didn't, did it? Um, Whatsoever. It How you doing? All right, cool. That's um, it. <laughs> just all right. I haven't got anything. I'm thinking, I think more to add to that. Spoken to any demons, aliens? No. Any anybody? I have anything? not spoken to any interdimensional traveling beings. I've got a I've got a non a non conspiracy story, and it just popped in my head. I'm just going to tell you it. I I visit a fuck it. I don't care. I visit Prime Studio sometimes my job like every day and I've, they've been making some nazi um like stuff nazi like second world war nazi stuff you yeah. know like um cap, like um, boxes that have got like um swastikas is that for um indiana jones film? indiana jones but i didn't realize i've said it wasn't until yesterday that yeah, I've, i saw them the other week oh uh, well i've seen but i didn't know it's for indiana jones it wasn't until they said oh it, they may be making some of it at pinewood I'm, and i was like that's when i was like yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? Because he's like proper old now. So he's, they've had to. The... He's had to halt his filming because he injured himself. <laughs> he's like seventy-eight and he's doing fighting know, things. But they, do you think they're they CGI'd he... him? I don't do think you're doing that. I just use stuntmen in that, like camera. Because it if it's not thing, thing, it must be like from you know the Second World War or something like that. Unless he's chasing, I don't know what the story could be. I don't know. I don't know, go back to their roots, go back to Nazis. Yeah. It's always Nazis. Oh no, the, the other one was Russians, weren't it? The I just did, though, isn't it? So it's going to be shit. It's some shit. It'd be well made, but it'd be shit. Yeah. Well, it'd be all oh, effects and around. It'd be fantastic, but it'll be shit. Anyway, we're mo moving away from that. Yeah, okay. Um, You had any. Any. What did I say? Have you had any dreams? No, have you had any yeah. meaningful dreams? I forgot I normally ask you now. No. Well, I did. Well, no, did I? I dreamt did you a not? It's last a... night. I, I was, a was your budgie a little helicopter oh, i was a helicopter and i was homing in it was like but there was some radar blip and i was going towards the radar blip to see so you, was, you became it, transhuman and they put you into a helicopter apparently yeah i was a, i was a helicopter which is pretty cool um but i was i started to write down my all my dreams in my dream diary and 
what chance happened? My dream diaries vanished right in my bed, disappeared. Oh. I don't say to that. No one knows where it is. Especially my mother. Like, my wife knows where everything is. Yeah. You know, if some, cause, you know, but she doesn't know where it is. It was by the side of my bed. I was going to write dreams down like small. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm a helicopter. Two days ago. Well, actually, two days ago. I can't remember what, you know, there was, was some stuff like, you know, and um, it's gone. So that's kind of meaningful in itself. The fact that my dream diaries vanished. And it's it's not small. It's like a big A4. I see. I don't know. It's a big, big, big pad. So basically, yeah. my my dream diary adventure has stopped because my dream diaries disappeared. So what, what do you think's happened there? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's been probably just under in, your bed or something. Sucked, sucked into dreamland, something like that. I don't know, but it's not under my. Nothing goes. It's not, I've got a um um a, a bed. Like not a bed that you can't put anything under, basically. So it's not under the bed. You know, just like sleep on the floor. It's not fucking. It's disappeared. It's gone. Right. Vanished. Okay. Okay. Let it go. You stole them. You've got there no you go. dreams stuff for us this week, which is probably I'm thankful. Not... People are probably fed up with your like unmeaningful dreams you tell us. Like I, I haven't got anything meaningful, but here's my uh, story. I was a helicopter. Well, yeah. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. Oh, okay. One. Okay. But, but I tried because obviously I was going to look for my dream diary to remind you of it. But um, basically, it was. Uh, in, in my dream, I was asleep in my dream, and basically, uh, it was a kind of a. I might. I don't think I talked about this last week. I hope not. Um, dad, dad's um like kind of like spirit. He came to me, but it wasn't. All I can say it was like his spirit from beyond the next plane. So it was like an extended part of like it was dad's energy or something like that. You know, because I because I'd like I think I went to bed like thinking. You know, come on, have a, let's have yeah. a chat or whatever. But um, I got the thing that basically I was traveling really, really freaking fast in my dream, but I was dreaming in my dream, but traveling really fast. And I had all, I got G force, like my face was like really, you can't see this if you're listening to the podcast, but my face was like, you know, like <laughs> faster, daddy, faster. It was like yeah. that. My, my, it was like that, but that, that's. I mean, that's pretty... I remember waking up in my dream from my dream. Did you dream from going, your dream? Not, you know, saying that I... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but that was that was a bit of a weird... That was a weird one. I, I wasn't asking you about weird dreams. Like, every dream is weird. pretty weird. All right. It was I like... I meaningful close. dreams. I, I think I was going to have lucid dream or like an out-of-body experience, okay. but it would have been inside my dream, which would have been really weird. It was like... So a, then like you would have been like dreaming... Inside... You would have been dreaming that you had a out-of-body experience in your yeah. dream. Okay. Yeah, but I was having the physical. I was having the physical thing of having an out, out of body experience, but it was inside my dream. So when going back to this stuff, when was the last time you actually had anything meaningful happen in your dream? What do you mean all dreams are meaningful? Well, you know what I mean. When I when we ask like something, probably the one when I said um, Dad gave us the book to tell us to keep writing. You should okay. write the stories, and I should. Let's, okay. let's be honest. But I mean, I, it doesn't I've happen often, does it? A little bit. No. Well, it would be, I'd be hey, like, um, I'm going to keep on asking you though I'm going to keep on well, asking yeah, absolutely, at some because, point we're going to get something out of it well I thought having a dream inside the dream where I was like having G-forms my my, fa- my dog's um, crying now your dog was crying earlier my dog's crying now it must be because of full moon or whatever like, Maybe. have you had any meaningful dreams no I haven't had anything my dreams have been really uneventful have you had anything meaningful no. anything meaningful in my life my whole life yeah, in your just life lacks meaning That's ever 
Is yeah. anything ever meaningful? I don't know. I can't remember everything that happened. All right. Well. Anyway, moving on. What stories you got for us this week? I know you got uh, something. Yeah, I did. I, had, I haven't got a lot because there were complaints from the public about that I was talking too much. You. I'm pretty sure that's not true. <laughs> um. I, actually, something I listened to earlier. Actually, I'm, I'm just going to do a COVID, one COVID thing. It was a. I can't. I can't clarify this, but it was basically some chaps down there had a report from basically British Airways that they're making their pilots get vaccinated and five of their pilots died from blood clots within a week. I heard um, that. Yeah, they, I mean, they said it's nothing to do with the vaccine. Well, it's like, okay, <laughs> so they never die if, like, but they died. Obviously, because they're doing the height, you know, it's the uh, blood clot with the, you get, can get blood clots from travelling at altitude anyway, can't you? Apparently, I think yeah. that people seem to, um, so what well, it makes you think then, People like people getting their, their vaccines so that they can travel, and then they're going to go. Hey, it could you know, cause could cause more problems, definitely. Yeah, I, I never really thought about that, but it was like dangle the carrot, like you can fly if you get it, and then get it, and then. Um, yeah, but that, that's um, again, I can't. If you've heard it as well, then maybe. Yeah, there's... I think it's definitely a story. It's not. But they I've heard just it on a few. Back. Well, actually, I haven't checked the sources, so it could be one of those ones that's going around. Yeah, the sort of alternate media community, and it's um, being rethinged without actually being true. So yeah, I don't know, I mean, but I've, I've heard it from a couple I, I, of different people say about it. But I, I literally just I heard, you know, it's just someone, t you know, talking. I was like, oh wow, that's in, you know, interesting. And and but I, I, there's, I haven't, I haven't been able to. I mean, literally, it was in the last sort of hour that sort of I, I found that out. Um, I'm just going to stay with a look because I, I haven't. Got... Okay, I got, I got this. This is was yesterday. I think this story was put out. Um, there's been more, this is COVID as well, there's been more than 1,200 cases of the rare heart inflammation condition in people who received the Pfizer or Moderna COVID-19 vaccine, according to a CDC presentation uh, slide published Wednesday ahead of an advisory meeting. The actual story is the, uh, the US Food and Drug Administration said on Wednesday it plans to move quickly to add a warning about rare cases of heart inflammation in adolescents and young adults to fact sheets for the Pfizer, BioNTech and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. US Center for Disease Control and Prevention Advisory Groups meeting to discuss reported cases of the heart condition after vaccination found that inflammation in adolescents and young adults is likely linked to the vaccines, but that the benefits of shots appear to clearly outweigh the risks. It's nonsense, isn't it? I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't, have you finished that, that bit? Uh, they're saying Pfizer, whose it. vaccine has been authorised for use in Americans as young as 12, said in mm. a statement that it is aware of reports of the myocarditis and pericarditis after mRNA vaccination. It said that the benefit risk profile of the blah, blah, blah vaccines remains positive. They're basically just saying that's like 1,200 reports, which is not a, I mean, maybe compared to how many people, but 1,200, you don't want your... Kid bear, bear in mind, it's probably, it's probably, that's probably, it's probably, yeah, far, far bigger than that. It's probably 10% of what the, um, even if it's 10%, what's that's, what's that, 100, did you say 1200? Yeah, that's 100, no, 12,000, isn't it? Or whatever. Yeah, it could be 12,000, a 10. Well, I don't know, the US Department of Health and, Health and Human <laughs> Services joined the U leading US doctor groups and public health officials about a statement underscoring that the vaccines are safe and effective and that the heart side effects is extremely rare. 
Doesn't help you if you get it, does it? Jesus, we strongly encourage everyone aged 12 and older who are eligible to receive the vaccine under the emergency use authorization to get vaccinated, it says. See, notice that, they put that in there under the emergency use authorization. Yeah. yeah because, so when people come back and yeah. say, you told us to get it? Yeah, but it did have the emergency use authorization here. It's like they're not going, I know we've been over this and it is old ground, but they're not going, it's very, 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 very rare for anyone under the age of, I don't know, what, 40? Probably 50 to actually die yeah. from this, you know, the, the, the vid. In, insanity, insanity. So I'm hearing, um, I, I listen to, again, lot, lots and lots and lots and lots of podcasts and lots of people that are, you know, pro-vaccine. There was, I was listening to, it was a podcast, I think it was a Dark Horse podcast, and I think you said about this. I thought it was Australian, but I got completely, it's not. Um, and it was basically, I think it was the inventor of, Oh Jesus! What's the treatment that they're they oh, bloody? It's gone out of my head. Oh. No, the, the treatment, not hydrochloric. The other treatment that they're pushing through now. Ivermectin. I, ivermectin. It's like the you know the people that sort of invented that talking of, you know talking about. Saying oh, saying it's not. Uh, they have released a statement saying it's not um, any good. It has the people Pretty who sure. make ivermectin. Oh, you're not talking about that. Um, I'm pretty sure he was saying that it was actually what they were, they were testing it. And basically, you can literally, as soon as someone gets ill, you just give it to them and it, it basically, it pretty much cures everyone. No, I think... But I, I don't know whether he... This, I, I couldn't yeah. work out whether it's, um, he was going to make trying to do it so he'd make sort of money from it. And I, I, Maybe it anyway, wasn't ivermectin. It was a different drug that they're... Maybe... The, the, the point is, what I'm saying yeah. is, I'm, I'm, I'm not just listening to... I'm, they're not conspiracy people that I'm listening to. I do okay. conspiracy. Don't yes. get me wrong. It's actual proper, proper doctors and stuff. People that are even, you know, they're not they're not conspiracy guys, but they're just saying you need to put a break on this. You should never have you know done this on this big massive scale. They're 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 horrified that, that uh, you know people are going back to that other that thing I was just saying. It's might be ivermectin, but the company who because I'm not sure it's, it's probably it's made by loads brand, of different companies. deficit, oh, whatever it is. I don't know, really but there was one of them. <laughs> yeah, there was one of them that the company, the doctor saying it was, this works. The company who own the thing for it saying they've come out and said, "Oh no, it, it doesn't work. Don't use it because they've got another one that's going to come out under like special regulations. They want to release because like in the next for. couple of couple of months, whatever." So it's because their own drug. They're saying don't. Shit. Yeah, they're saying don't use this drug. It's their own drug, even though doctors yeah. are coming out now and saying that it does work because it's there's another one that they're going to be releasing in the next couple of months, which is obviously five to you know ten, twenty times more expensive to yeah. use. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is, is shocking. It's disgusting, but but the fact that you know there's been treatment there, literally, you know, it's all like bull, mostly bullshit anyway. But from the beginning, you know, treatment for it, and it's just very really completely covered up. Um. Yeah, so anyway, I'm just saying that my point is there are so many so eligible doctors, I don't know, nurses, biologists, scientists that are coming out and saying this is bad news. But obviously there's no, they don't know what will happen. No. What are the, you know, well, they've seen some short-term effects with, um, you know, with um, miscarriages and over. I um, haven't got you know, any of the like names that. of the people but i listened to that dark horse podcast with the right. the doctor and the bloke who was involved in the um on, talking to you who was involved in the creation of their mrna 
um, vaccine and there was another bloke I can't sorry I can't remember any of their names but they were going through it but they weren't coming from a conspiratorial point of view they were just saying the data they've seen you know and even people they've spoke to doesn't doesn't support that it's all, all works perfectly you know they, they yeah. were talking about it but they weren't they weren't being conspiracy they were trying to break it down but not in a, a like a it was all very sign like trying to be scientific and looking yeah. at ways of how how they haven't like done the trials properly and you know yeah. what they should right. be doing and all i don't think like. i listened to that one did i, it was, I was, so it's like one just over about the I, I maxim, but. over three hours or whatever and it, it was it's interesting it's worth listening because they go through yeah. lots of different aspects of it and it was a, a part of it where they were talking about perhaps the um fertility problem yeah and you know they're finding that the is the spike is it spike protein spike protein i don't think it was the spike it's, protein it's the other thing the um what's the delivery mechanism for the actual virus it's got a, the mrna but... yeah it's got it, it's yeah. called something um I I can't mean, lipid nanoparticles that's it. yeah that's it yeah, right. yeah those yeah. uh potential like could be we don't know because we've never put them into people before so they don't know yeah. what it is but they're finding actually I think it's, yeah we've never put them into people exactly tried, but it, tried it it's like stuff like um is it the spike protein or maybe the lipid nanoparticles is turning up in women's ovaries like in big concentrations yeah. so they yeah, don't know yeah, what yeah. that's doing but they weren't finding the same thing happening to like the men's testicles there's not the same there's no concentration there so it seems to be attracted Do you know why because well, because of all this um cancel culture and that men have got no testicles anymore okay yeah because of that anyway if you got a chance go and listen to it it's worth yeah, listening will, to it's out yeah. there dark horse it's i think they're called how to save the world the title of it right I don't come up with yeah. how to save the world, but it's in it's interesting about how lots of people are just being pretty much ignored or you know, doctors are and doctors are just really scared to speak out about it or they just refuse to look at any sort of evidence. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, what else you got? Um it's it's it is obviously it's COVID related. But it was basically uh sage scientists of this this is relevant because it's two people. But sage scientists say face masks should continue forever. Now I saw this on um, actually listened to oh, it on yeah. seen that. Amish Inquisition podcast, and there was uh, you know it'd come up basically the a senior scientific advisor, Professor Susan Mitchell, Mitchy, Mitchy, whatever her bloody name is. Um, basically, she is she's part of Sage, but she's part of uh, like the government how they practice controlling people's behaviour. And uh, it was just like an interview, and she like come out and said they said, um, "Well, what, what should be? What should I can't remember the whole thing, but what should be the gist going forward?" And she was like, "What's come out of it is is out of this is that maybe we should have to control people's behaviours, or maybe people should learn that they should need to basically wear the mask and have social distancing forever." You know, I think that's like, just. And, and I think that sounds like bullshit. Like she's just talking well, out of her ass. Well, it's not just that, but. Um, I've got, a, I've got because I certainly know I'm not to... wearing a mask and no, I'm social not distancing either, no. No, forever, no. or even ever, at any ever, time ever. at the moment. Ever, yeah. But um, oh, it's the World Health Authority expert and oh, Dr. David Nabarro. Same time, World Health Authority has come out and said exactly the same thing. They're planning this shit. This social just so social engineering on such a massive scale. A lot of people are going to fall for it because I don't know whether they've been. I was. Um, you know, reading stuff that it, this um, something in the vaccine changes can can, they can control your thoughts and stuff like that. I mean, that's like proper mental. That's like, proper crazy. Blah, 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 blah. We just don't know. Basically, the bottom line is we don't know. 
No. But all this shit with um, you can have to social distance and face masks forever. But there'll be a lot of people to be like, I'm going to wear face masks forever. It doesn't fucking work. Yeah. But you know, the mosquitoes are staying away from my chain fence. You know what I mean? So that it's just like um, yeah, yeah. mentalists. But people know. Well, I, will, I was um... reading a, a study earlier where there's someone had done a study of um, loads of different masks and saying, look, obviously there's. Because it's to do with the droplet size and that sort of thing, and it can yeah. stop some of those getting through. And it was, I think, the like proper surgical mask. It was around about forty percent of these droplets get through. Yeah, which is right. droplets. That's not exactly the virus. So they're not testing whether the virus gets through. They're testing droplets. But you know the face yeah. shields, the plastic face yeah, shields. Yeah, yeah. They said pointless. They don't do anything. They don't stop absolutely that. anything. Yeah, but like, it's I've... like this test is, you know, they prove yeah. that it, they have absolutely no effect on stopping the droplets getting past. No, it's just I thought that was interesting because people, a lot of people have been giving them, especially nurses and that, they were giving them in, you know, in homes mm. to treat people and they, they have no effect, as we're learning now. Yeah. Anyway, well, moving, moving on, day, I've got one uh, for you. No, I'm going to tell you my story. Well, I, 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 had, I had blood taken the other day and I went in the nurses, I don't wear a mask. Yeah. Um, I went in um, and sat down, and she was like, "Come on, for what? You know, whatever." And then she was like, "Oh, you're not wearing a mask. I have to go and get my um." She had a mask on, get my face shield. And I just, I didn't say anything to her. Like, actually, don't know what you're doing because, because obviously she's about to stick a needle in my arm. <laughs> yeah. You sure you didn't get the yeah. the vaccine as they took the blood? I don't know. Wouldn't surprise Probably. me. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, that's that's madness. That's that way's madness lies. Well, if that's the case, and I would have had it. All you know what I mean? Like, so I have some rules. Right, I got like something you, for you. It's to do with um, Chinese shipping. Because the other shitting. day, shitting, yeah, Chinese shitting in the shipping. Yeah. Someone was asking me, like, you don't hear much about China, about their, are they have they still got um, COVID Shit. there? Well, oh, you so know, you like, mean, yeah. do they still have COVID? I, are they still doing stuff to prevent COVID? They're, they're vaccinating billions. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, people, like lockdowns apparently. and stuff. I got this. Anyway, no, they're not. Right, but problems yeah, in the third largest uh, container port in the world is they've got problems. The shipping delays are related to the Chinese government's stringent response to a recent outbreak of the virus. Um, Shenzhen, with a population of more than 12 million, has had fewer than two dozen locally transmitted coronavirus cases. City self officials have linked them to the Alpha variant, which is first identified in Britain. What is the what is key is that China has ordered testing of all 235,000 that live near the Yanqian container port, where the first case was found in May. But what is really snarled in the system, uh, contact between port employees and sailors has been banned. The city has required port employees to live in 216 hastily erected prefabricated buildings at the docks instead of going home to their families every day. The situation has resulted in the port capacity to handle containers being very strained, Still at 30% below its capacity as of last week, state media in China has said that it could take the rest of the month before a full recovery can be seen. Although someone else was quoted, uh, someone else to do with shipping, like nothing to do with the government, but like a, a shipping of Mandarin shipping as, uh, it was based in Hon Hong Kong, said it could take the rest of the year to sort out the, sh the mess. Uh, already scores of ships have been anchored off uh, Shenzhen and Hong Kong with wait times to get into the dock at 16 days for the Yanqian container port. While the Yanqian port has halted loading export containers for six days early in June, 
problems have continued. The situation is now causing global delays similar to those seen in the Suez Canal situation where the Evergreen, Ever Given, ran aground and blocked shipping for a week. This has sent shipping rates skyrocketing. The average cost of shipping a 40-foot container from East Asia to Europe or North America has roughly quadrupled in the past year. And the rates have soared this month with the Yanxian difficulty. So they're already quadrupled and now with this, they're going to be even higher. Um, Not what they're doing. How long did it take to unload, like, prepare the invasion fleet for Normandy? I don't they're, loading, know. They're, they're loading tanks and shit onto those um, trade, um, whatever's containers and they're going to invade the world. <laughs> Knows, who knows? So what do you make of that? Is it because well, they pushed the prices up? Or? I mean, the, the, the government's blaming some like the people who run the port and said they're fine in them and that. But yeah, it's going to push prices up. Plus, you might end up getting shortages of certain things. Yeah, well, so it's will. the third yeah. largest port in is it in the world? So it's if that's you know backed up for so many days, it's going to be that's really going to mess those shipment of those tests up, isn't it? and uh, yeah, Nike, 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 Nike trainers and um rice i don't know is, is, is that what it is it's so is there is there a conspiracy aspect to that was it i well i mean it's china so you never know what the fuck they're doing do you they could, it, do you know? could all be a thing to hold up shipping to like hold indirectly hold back stuff from the rest of the world it's like oh we got this power you know but next it's like a trade embargo yeah basically because what's going on with, with australia because australia's like trying to embargo some of their stuff yeah maybe they? could be that and then next time it'd be like well you know next time maybe it'd be the whole port and all this stuff will be held up for even longer you're relying on all yeah. these stocks coming from our country all these little parts and stuff like um like that that you um engines you're well Holland filters or whatever, you know, for cars. Oh, you know, yeah, just everything, yeah. basically. Every, every, well, everything, everything. Computers and iPhones and it depends what they ship out of there, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, did you say, I'll tell you uh, one story, which um, I didn't have up, but it's basically where the, the British um, ship that sailed um, through Russian waters yesterday. Did you see it? The report of it? Oh, what the, yeah. Yeah, and that basically they were like, um, it was sailing from odessa wasn't it is that right the port of odessa and I then so. sailing in you know up in out of Crimea exactly sort of sailing in sailing out sailing into out towards i'm pretty sure it was out of like so we'd have to get it whatever anyway doesn't but final points anyway basically what they um they the, the the thing i found a bit strange was it was like they invited a reporter on it's like I've been invited to come on this ship to see what happens. So it was like a, you know, like it was basically some kind of weird. I don't know. It is it was agreed between the British and the Russian to, to um, I don't know. yeah, I don't know, just an agreed kind of thing. It was really a bit strange because um, the, the ship was there and they were like you know, going towards their destination and the, the Russian um, coast guard turned up and they were like trying to push them off target and they were all like planes and shit. Have you not seen the report? They're like fighters I, and stuff flying overhead. I didn't apparently. know there was a reporter on the ship. Yeah, there was actually they'd, they'd already invited a reporter onto the ship, so it seems like some kind of pre, you know, like pre-planned, um, either to annoy the, you know, wind the, the Russians up, which is stupid. And um, I mean, they do it to us all the time. So why not oh, wind yeah, them up? Yeah. They were oh, sending yeah, no, planes and like flights into yeah, our well, airspace to see testing yeah, our airspace. I mean, specifically, you know, do you know? It might, I don't know what it was, but anyway, but what it was, got the reporter it, on, and then what it is is oh, because um, aliens. Okay. Russia annexed the Crimea. 
So they're saying the Crimea is theirs. We don't, the rest yeah, of the world don't recognise that. So no, we sailed into the Crimean waters. We sailed like four yeah. miles in. They're saying you're in our waters and we're saying we're not because it's not your, it's the Ukrainian, yeah, it's not yours. Yeah. yeah, or it's Ukrainian yeah. waters and they allow, we're allowed to be there. But the Russians said no. Yeah. Then there are reports of that they, was it, fired some shots to like dissuade yeah. us and then dropped bombs in front of the ship. Yeah, and I'm then, sure you would have, you would have seen because uh, they were filming. You would have seen yeah. them dropping. Bombs and then later on, the the British said, "Well, they never fired any shots or dropped any bombs." Well, you but did see shots being fired. Yeah, but, maybe um, shots, but they didn't drop any. Sounds like quite far away, you know. Yeah. So, well, and, uh, and the, well, the British said that they had they were already doing gun live um, gun practice. The Russians were so that's what they heard. But I mean, they they're all yeah. both bullshitting and both not bullshitting. If you know what I mean. Yes. So that that was um. Yeah, watch, watch this space. They said, oh, nothing's off the table. But, they, you know, people always say that. It's of course the they do. The Chinese and that in the, off in the, the South China Sea and all that shit. And it's all just... It's like you're, if you look into it, there's often reports of German, uh, German <laughs> Russian planes flying into our airspace to, you know, up by Scotland. That to, I think they're testing to see whether they can get in. There used to be reports of German planes flying yeah, into our space. But the British RAF shot them but, down. Shot but we, them down. We generally don't. Um, <laughs> we generally don't put that sort of stuff on the main news, do we? What Germans flying into our airspace? The Russians when they encroach on our oh. airspace or whatever, or whatever. Do, um, you don't often hear about it. I expect it happens a lot more than you actually hear. No, yeah, you you, you occasionally hear unless unless there's some sort of political motivation to let it out there, which is obviously what happened. Yes, I think so. Yeah, it, that, that it did seem. In one, you know, it was particularly for some particular reason. You know, yeah. it seemed very contrived, but it also, but from both sides, you know, what I mean, it's almost like a play kind of thing, which I can't, you know, I can't, I don't know why or what, what the workout thing was for that. But again, say so what, what, watch this space. Okay, um, I, got, I did have what. Well, oh, you got one more. I got no, one more. No, no, go for it. It's COVID again. Uh, hey, the headline: China deleted COVID nineteen data in possible cover up. Oh yeah, I saw that earlier. Yeah. Did you? China deleted early COVID-19 data in a possible effort to cover up its origins, hindering the World Health Organization's probe into whether the virus leaked from a lab in Wuhan, according to a, a scientific paper published Wednesday, which was yesterday. Nice. Yeah. More than a dozen coronavirus test sequences taken during the pandemic's early months were removed from an international database used to track the virus evolution, according to a report authorised by... Uh, Jesse Bloom, a virologist and evolutionary biologist at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center in Seattle. Uh, Bloom, con Bloom concludes that China likely deleted the data from the National Institute of Health's sequence read archive in order to obscure their existence. The fact that such informative data was set was deleted has implications beyond those gleaned directly from the recovered sequences. Samples from early outpatients in Wuhan are a goldmine for anyone seeking to understand and the spread of the virus. Uh, Bloom wrote, writes in I the think, paper. I think it it showed that it it it, uh, it didn't originate in the market. The data showed that it originated before the market. Yeah, possible. I think I think I think that's what. You know, there was some implications. During his research, Bloom yeah. recovered deleted files from the Google Cloud linked to the international database and reconstructed partial sequences of 13 early epidemic viruses. According to the report, which doesn't further specify how he obtained the information, Bloom first states the virus was circulating in worm before it was detected in a local wet market, including the Wuhan you keep, seafood you keep, market. He called him Wuhan Wuhan. 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 Sorry, Wuhan. Wuhan. I'm just saying it quickly. It, it thingy in Wuhan. 
Oh, I'm very yeah. sorry. I will enunciate my let's have, pronunciations. Let's have at least, we may Wuhan. not have, like, know, know a lot, but let's have at least a little bit of English in this program, really? please. Okay. A little bit of well-pronounced I was re I was trying to go fast. You don't need to go fast. Well, you do need to go a bit fast, anyway. Anyway, that's all we need. I do have one more one more sinister thing. I consider it sinister, anyway. Have you heard uh, one Britain, one nation? I have heard that. One Britain, great nation. Um, it basically is this um, this chat, which I find is a bit weird as well. Uh, oh, you got Joe. Oh, Joe and Omni's involved in it. Anyway, it's a um, oh, one Britain, one nation brings us together, not to focus on it. it. Basically, it's all about one Britain, one nation. But for me, it seems very. It's fascist. It's like some fascist nationalist thing. It's like they, they devise this children's song. All these children sing. One nation, it's one not fascist, is it? Standing grey above everybody. It is. It's not fascist. fascism because everyone miss miss um thing is fascism anyway because that's uh, the marriage of corporation and uh, yeah, government. It's not fascist. Which is, which, so we're out, we are actually in a fascist um, state at the moment. All right, nationalist certainly. So you've got a fascist state and then you've got these nationalist tendencies. National fascism. You know what I mean? So, but the, the whole the whole premise the whole premise around that was don't. Don't care with people. It's just uh, just some kids made up this song and what? No crap. It's not. It's not that. It's there's it, seeds that get sown. So you start with the youngsters and then you you turn them. Oh yeah, I understand. Little little, yeah. little little nasty. It's a bit, it was a bit thing. when you little bit creepy. It was definitely, yeah. I mean, there was definitely. I mean, like for the old generation, are like, oh, it's lovely that the, the what's wrong with the um I don't know kids being a bit. Bit racist. Nothing wrong with youngsters being a bit racist. It wasn't racist. racist. The song wasn't racist. I know, I know. idiot. Well, it no, wasn't. But it's, whatsoever. But if, it, if it's nationalist, then by definition, that makes it racist because every other nation is below you. It's like, yeah, it is. It's, it's so, a little bit creepy least, in that sense. Yeah, it, it just was. It just turned me a bit, and I was like, it just felt weird. It's just one. It's just been with everything else that's going on. You know, chuck that little bit into it. It's like. I, maybe maybe I'm just looking into something that isn't there, but it did seem a bit more sinister. It seemed to me, but everything's sinister. Everything's to me, sinister so, to you. To be honest with you, apart from this, but Jack Daniels and Coke, even that's trying to make you breathless. Anyway, that, that's um, that's my whole, my whole actual stories that I've got, and I, I didn't have a lot because I think maybe we're doing a, a little bit shorter podcast tonight as well, possibly. But um, yeah, I mean. I say we're not a news channel, are we, brother? We're we're an entertainment and comedy podcast. Is that right? Nods at me. Did you hear what I said then? I wasn't nodding at you, but no, I didn't. I said we're an entertainment and comedy podcast. Uh, we don't do much comedy. We're not very good at no. being a comedy. We're, we're not exactly entertaining. Or in, yeah, but, I don't know what I don't know yeah, what I think we you are. Me. I know what I am. I've, I'm pure. You entertain yourself. I'm on R N M R N A. Genetically modified. I'm, I'm that. I'm pure human. Is that elitist then? What? Am I not allowed to say that in the universe? Pure human blood. It's like, oh god. Being, I'm being. I'm like an. How does that work? Like, what if like the um, what if like the time aliens are recording like every sort of whatever, and they're like, oh no. Yes, it's going against you if you if that's part of it. So I'm like, I've got to be. Oh, I'm not. I'm not human. I'm universal. Well, I am. To be fair, I think we are all just. You know, You're losing me, man. You're losing the, me. Um, we are the universal mind. 
I've been doing time in the universal mind. I've been doing all right. Anyway, enough of that. I've just mumbled shit for like. <laughs> Carry on. I'm enjoying that. That's cool. Anyway, I don't know what what was I talking about. I've got a clue. I tuned out a little while ago. Oh, it was doing nationalism, wasn't it? And okay. You were like, you can't be human. You can't even be. But then again, what if you're like, if there's multiverses, and like I belong to this universe, this is the best universe, then you're being like universally racist. It might be a thing in the future when we discover multiple universes. I think we've already done that. Anyway, right. I know. I bet I can read your mind. Ready for this? I read your mind, and the topic that you wanted to talk about today is actual haunted places. Not just generalised ghosts and stuff like that, but actual haunted places. Am I right? A little bit. How did I know? Because I just like haunting places. Cool. Although I've never, I don't think I've ever been in like a proper haunted place. Uh, We lived in one? Yeah, I don't know if it was haunted. Fuck, it was. It was a bit weird. It was a bit weird. But it wasn't like, we didn't, it wasn't like, well, it was a lady, dead lady, I suppose, lady seen in there. It wasn't like, well, it was a man seen in there and uh, some kind of um, dark shadowy thing. And it was, it was evil. But other than that, it was all right. You spaz. It was a haunted place, but I know what you mean. Like, um, yeah. So, go on, fire away. Give me some. Give me something haunted. Right. So, I was looking about at some. Haunted. I've got. I've got some. Well, haunted houses, haunted places. Because I didn't want to just narrow it down to houses. Apparently, the I've got the what is called the most haunted place in Britain. Place. Epping Forest? Yeah, well, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's an actual, well, it's not a house, it's an inn. It's called the Ancient Ram Inn. And again, in Derby. Yeah. Was it clever, Was right? it always called the Ancient? Because obviously when they made it, it wasn't called Ancient. It was just called the Ram Inn. The, the Inn. Yeah. Uh, and then they, like, the Ram stayed there. And then it was like, oh, we call this the Ram Inn. And then, and, and it, I reckon, like, I know... I reckon like people went in there and it was a shit hole and they were like, Boy, this looks fucking ancient. It's disgusting. And they were I like, know. Anyway, it's called the, 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 no, ancient, it's called Ram. the ancient Ram anyway. Inn. Right. Okay. Um, that, that's probably just so that people think it's scary and want to go there and Yeah, I, I think because it used to be a wait, well, it's not a an inn and it's like not a working inn anymore. Oh, you uh, can't stay there. No. If you're it's the person who owns it. You, when he first right. took it over, it was uh, like a working inn and you could go there and stay. But now he's closed that bit down. It doesn't open to public, but he still lets um, paranormal investigators go and stay there. Right. So it's not... Because so, so, the inn was too much hard work. We'll just let these idiots come in and look for ghosts. Not, no, not idiots, anyway. I don't believe they're idiots, but that, that he just put... He'd make it, basically, yeah. you'd, you'd make more money from renting it out than I you would... I think from, maybe... Uh, see, up. despite <laughs> it being, it being labelled the most... Uh, the most haunted place in Britain. There are no ghosts there at all. No, well, there might be. I don't know. I've never been there. But it seems like it could be a bit of a... Although it can't be a tourist thing because tourists can't stay there. But do you know what I mean? It's So who stays there then? No, paranormal investigators. Right. Now... What what are their tourists? Well, I don't know. I haven't haven't contacted him to see. Maybe if you come from a different country and you're a paranormal investigator, you can't just turn up and say, I want to book a night. The inn, please. You got a booker. Why don't we do it? Um, Did you investigate how to book it? 
Don't look now. I mean, don't have to go on Booker.com now to try and book these. So <laughs> no, can't I can't. Anyway, anyway, tell me some. It's, the ancient Ramin is located in the town of Wootenunder. Tell me some spooktacular Wootenunder, facts about this What an underage in Gloucestershire, England. Is um, that, I mean, that's not Derby, is it? No. That's Wales. It's like Wales area. Well, it's over that direction. Why do believe you say No, you said it's Derby. You I just agreed with me. I just, well, no. Okay. Maybe it is over there. Well, we don't know where Derby. But go on anyway, carry on. Go on. Um, to believe is the landmark this landmark stands on the intersection of two ley lines so people who've like gone there and so there are two ley lines here so the first crossroads one, you have to say where the ley lines are yeah a crossroads yeah. um some believe these lines contain high spiritual energies it's also the oldest building in uh what an under edge and allegedly home to many spirits or spectral beings the land was an ancient pagan burial ground aren't they always Actually, yeah, it's like, it's like the ancient Indian burial ground, ancient pagan burial ground. Yeah, um, it's also where people supposedly sacrifice children. It's a little oh, bit so now they're saying pagans sacrifice children. Were the children pagan? Were they Christian? Huh? Come on, it's not relevant. Jesus, irrelevant, Christ. my honor, irrelevant. But anyway, yeah. Okay, the origin of this haunted inn dates so, back to the 12th uh, have century. You got, uh, have you got any witnesses or? Any um, sources for the... Anyway, go on. I'm sorry, carry on. Um, what, 15th, 15th century? 12th. 12th century. Back All when right, the ancient Ramin was first built, it was a residence of the local priest. And it was also a building that housed workers and labourers who were constructing the nearby St. Mary's Church. I'll just, just interject there. Go on. That's, well, that's where there's children's sacrifices come from then. Maybe. I don't think it was, but... Right, the current owner, John Humphreys, realised that the ancient Ram Inn was haunted when he first spent the night after moving in. He asserted that he was forcefully pulled out of his bed by his wrists. He also claimed to be attacked by violent entities and a succubus. In addition, he also heard strange tapping sounds at night. So he got succubus. Is that the woman one or the man yeah, one? Yeah, that's, that's the woman one. That's not attacked. No, he said he's been pulled out of bed. There's like other spirits he's seen, but then he also got um, set upon by a succubus. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to start investigating this. Right. Furthermore, John also found disturbing evidence of what he believed to be ritual sacrifice and satanic worship. He saw a goat's hoof behind the chimney, centuries-old skeletal remains of children and broken daggers, among other things. So he Hang found, on a what he did he found that apparently when he was like he did, did yes. he call the police? well hopefully he did it doesn't actually say this thing as a result he placed not, the I annoying you for, sorry. no as a result he placed children's toys around the inn to appease the spirits of the sacrificed children so i mean he, he said he found um bones of children and like daggers in the basement or whatever so he he basically said oh there were sacrifices going on here uh, i smell bullshit sorry that's okay. That's okay. No, I don't. I do. I'm, I, I smell made-up shit. Well, in the past, a visitor in the inn once uh, had once been pushed over for no reason at all. He had seemingly been pushed to the ground by a force. Moreover, strange orbs of light often show up in photographs taken by totally different and unrelated cameras, digital or not. Can I just can I just say I'm not calling bullshit with the ghost. I'm calling bullshit with this the other stuff. Sacrificing. No, I mean, I don't know. Well, 
I suppose maybe there, I'm there are a few rooms or areas that could pay deep attention uh, that you could pay deep attention to due to them being infamous for their supernatural activities. These include the attic, bishop's room, and witch's room. I mean, it obviously wasn't built, and then they called it the witch's room, was it? Oh, the bishop's room. That's my room, and that's your room, bishop. They probably yeah. maybe it did. Well, maybe it did. Like, I don't you, know. You turn, you turn up. I'd be like, I'm like Farmer Giles, and I'm like, uh, on, my, uh, on my way back from um, Wales after raiding Wales, we've got some sheep, and I'm like going back to Gloucester. And I'm like, I'm gonna stay here, and I'm like, uh, can, can I have a room? And like, which one do you want? Uh, I had the bishop's room last night. I'll have, or the last week. I'll have. Let me have the witch's room tonight, please. Yeah, boss. Do you think, oh. think it, that's what it is? I don't know. Probably not. No. I mean, there's been what? there's been various um, what's it called? The Ram, the old Ram, old Ram Inn. Yeah, go on. Anyway, go no, on. it's the ancient Ram Inn. Oh, not yeah, not old. It's ancient, right? Okay, ancient Ram, Ram Inn. I'm looking for booking it. Come. <laughs> no, he doesn't let people stay there anymore. I think in over the past um, couple of years. He's had problems with the council who want to knock it down. But he's like fought them to keep up. Anyway, oh, wow. bishop's room. Oh. The bishop's yeah, room is the scariest room in the ancient Ramin. According to John Humphreys, who's the owner, bishop's room is the most haunted room in the entire ancient Ramin, housing several malevolent spirits. Located on the first floor, it is said that a medium was once lifted off the ground and thrown across the corridor after trying to push the door open. Hmm. Some saw the ghost of a cavalier by the dressing table before he walks across the room, while others saw apparitions of two monks in the room. There were also terrifying tales of hearing the screams of a man. People said that he died by having his head repeatedly thrust into the fireplace. Oh, also, I'm sorry, that's... <laughs> also saw, saw a shepherd with his dog. Um, so what do you think about that? Um, I think... That we could book the 30th of July right now for a ghost hunt. I was just looking. I think. Is there any? Is there any videos? Anyone got videos? I don't know because it's one. It would have. I'd imagine like most haunted what everyone's on there. Yeah, they, remember they, most they haunted. They they have been I bet, there. I bet, I bet they did. They went. What was that? Yeah, and then a there lot. was like some tapping, oh, but they never actually encountered a ghost whatsoever. I expect the tapping. They recorded the tapping, and it went like that. And they were like, I think that says, get out. Okay, Something the witch's like room. I'm sounding really cynical because I but I'm not. I absolutely 100% sort of believe it. And I, the thing is, you can talk about, like, again, the, like the hauntings and stuff like that and what happens. I know you're eager to tell me about the witch's room. And I'll be no, like, nah, witches wouldn't have a room like that. But, but this, is, this is why, I don't know why it's called the witch's room. On, anyway, it began on, with the legend the of room. a witch who was burned at the stake in the 1500s. This Hang was on, the period when can those... I just Go I'm going to do my court stuff all day. Alleged witch, might I say. Okay. Go anyway, she was burned. It's basically, yeah, burned. Uh, the witch sought refuge in one of the ancient Ram's uh, inn's rooms before she was captured and subsequently killed. Thus, locals believe that her spirit still haunts the room she was allegedly stayed in before her capture, giving the witch's room its name. Visitors have claimed that they saw the witch sitting on the bed or floating by the windows near the front door. In some accounts, the witch also has a familiar, a black cat, seen next to her in the room. 
no, not buying it because if she was obviously like a powerful witch because she's got a familiar, then she wouldn't be trapped in the room. She would have would have learned the art of lucid dreaming, so she would be able to escape this earthly <laughs> trapped realms. Really? So, um, yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's any actual evidence of a witch ever being there. Did they burn? Oh, I don't think they really burnt witches either, did they? No, they used to hang I was going to say that, I didn't, want to I didn't want to ruin your story. Drown that's well, right, my story. They used to, well, I'm sure, it, the thing is, you'd have to go through records, wouldn't you, to find, yeah. like, was there a witch, you know, and find out who, what was her name, etc. or him, him, or probably. It was a her. Because they didn't, they didn't generally burn men as witches, I don't think. Um, it'd be interesting, I'd, you know, I'd really like to... Um, Go there. I'd like to go there. Yeah, definitely. I've got, I keep saying I've got a bucket list, which disappears well along with my dream diary. But I've got a bucket list, and I would like to actually go on a, a ghost hunt. So something like that would be pretty good. I don't like to call it ghost hunt, a ghost experience. You know, and maybe, um, maybe you could meet the succubus. That'd be an experience for you. It would be. It'd be interesting. It would be interesting. Really? Like, well, it would, wouldn't it? It would. I don't think interesting would be how you'd describe it. Like um sleep paralysis like with a succubus interesting mm, fair enough. be interesting be interesting then you could like i mean but you yeah be, oh, be interesting you're, just... oh, you're getting conjured up for your birthday <laughs> happy birthday just saying it would be in like anything go to any places like that and actually you know are you, be what would be really 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 fucking disappointing if you if i because i've been waiting ages to go on like a actual you know official ghost stuff where they're ghost hunters or whatever and you go and like nothing happens. It's just cold. It smells like mouldy, whatever. Like an old like, building. Because you think like something like the old Ram Inn, it's not going to be very big. It's not like going around a castle, is it? It's like you're probably going to like three rooms, and what you're going to do it for like five hours? It's going to be boring as you know what I mean. Yeah, as muck, and especially if nothing happens. So you'd have to kind of like maybe scare people, make stuff happen, like take a Ouija board with you or something like that, just to you know add a bit of spice or. You know, um, uh, yeah, I prefer more. Yeah, that 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 haunting's interesting. I prefer more like Ampeville or something like that, where there's like demons, whatever they say they are. What do you think about that, anyway? Well, it's meant to Would be. You I don't know. It's like it's titled the most haunted place in Britain, but it's a bit of a, and it's not so much a tourist thing now, but it's sort of sounds like it's catered towards. So, but yeah, then again, definitely. maybe if it is haunted, then why not it's make, only, it, uh, for the make night, it open it up? You get, without a bed, it's 9 a.m. I'm not telling you now, 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, pay a deposit of 20 quid or pay a full thingy of 69 pounds. It's 69 pounds. So what you say, you go 70, there at 70 quid 9 o'clock till 3 in the morning and they kick you out and you've got to go stay somewhere else? Probably. You have to book like a room somewhere, wouldn't you? Or you just stay in your car. I don't know. Put, put a tent outside. It's July, isn't it? You just tent in the garden. Um, that's your that's your idea, isn't it? You don't you don't go and stay in a nice luxurious room. No. You ghost hunt. You you stay up all night. Which I think obviously I'd be interested in doing it, but you know, but I'm not going to do it this year. Um, <laughs> I'm interested, but I ain't doing it. I wonder if it's anywhere near Warwick. I'd like because I'm I'm staying at um. Coombe Abbey on the 29th of July. Maybe I could like. Oh, they're on the way. Extra, extra, extra night. They. Oh no, because it's not a night, I, is it? 
Yeah, I know, but it, it, my wife wouldn't know that, would she? <laughs> oh, wow. Like, You'll be a ghost afterwards. <laughs> I'd be like, we were, we're going to stay at the, uh, the old uh, ancient Ram Inn on, you know, like whatever, just down the road afterwards. Booked us an extra night and she'd be like, oh, that'd be lovely. And I'm like, better get a good night's sleep tonight. Because, um, yeah. Right, what, what's your next one? Go on. What you got? Well, do you want to carry on talking about the uh, Ram Inn? No, I'm done with the Ram Inn. All right, come and bring me some more. You're the, present you're the uh, presenter tonight. Well, haven't you got anything? I've got one. Go on then, give me your story. Well, it's uh, it's the Enfield Haunting, basically. And do you know about it? Of course, do. Did, did you what? Did we? Yeah. Oh fuck! All right, maybe we've done it on the podcast before. Um, I, I'm not so sure about it. Um, basically, it's one of the most. It's like it's pretty famous, pretty famous UK haunting called the Enfield Haunting, and um, it, it actually it was made into a film, which was The Conjuring Two, which was they had um Ed warren lorraine warren in there you know they became pally with the family and stuff like that but they weren't in there the actual story was they just went there for a day apparently ed and lorraine, this is called to the other witness there that ed and lorraine warren turned up i'm just going to get them out of the way turned up hang around for a couple of hours and then tried to make money out of it basically um uh, i think this is if you'd ask someone about a famous uk haunting they probably would, for an actual particular place, come up with this, I'm thinking. Basically. It's because it's it got the pictures, between, hasn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's got the pictures. With the girls. made into the film as well. Yeah, I, but I they, think you've got the girls, haven't you? Meant to be, yeah, like, like, jumping off the bed. It looks like they're just jumping between yeah, possibly, the beds. Apparently, apparently she was a, um, I don't want to dismiss it. I don't, like, I hate this because, like, you talked about the ram in, and it, what put me off was the um, sound about the said they had to make it, satanic children sacrifices goat thing pagan although a bishop like basically built the place so i'm thinking it's actually not pagan it's or satanic it's, it's some kind of like they only even look sorry now i've just started on my enfield run but i want to go back to what you're talking about because you've got all this thing in which we probably talked about before which i forgot to mention there's all these bodies that have been discovered in um, children's homes in canada yeah. which are run by the church sorry that's why i was just referring back to that basically the bishop probably actually killed children and that's how it came about anyway back to the um enfield haunting i'm all over the place basically it was um 1977 to 1979 two sisters from enfield england began to experience what could only be described as paranormal events the story attracted considerable press at the time of their occurrence and has continued to be subject to books and movies um it was the hodgson family basically it was a single mother. She had, I think it was three children. No, four. Uh, two uh, two girls, two boys. They had Margaret 14, Janet 11, Johnny 10, and Billy 7. Apparently they were good kids. They didn't like, you know, go clubbing and stuff at the weekend and not tell their mum where they were going. Um, basically, they, they, the trouble started in August of 1977. Apparently Janet and Margaret were in the upstairs of their home, playing in the bedroom. Peggy was downstairs, heard the girls calling for her. They sounded frightened. When Peggy arrived at the bedroom, she could hear loud banging. That was just kids jumping up and down. Kids are always banging, you know, jumping around all that shit. Anyway, the girls told their mother about a wardrobe which had slid across the room. Okay, wardrobe slid across, slides across the room. That's a bit scary. And reported that they'd heard banging on the walls and that they couldn't explain. Um, the mum was unsure of the situation. Um, she called the police. 
I'm like, I don't get it. Like, well, you heard banging on the walls, you? and the t- uh, uh, maybe that was back, back in the day, you would ring the police. Who would you call? Who are you going to call? The film, both Ghostbusters weren't out, so they couldn't oh. call them. That's like, who are you going to call? Oh, the police. So they rang the police, and the police turn up, and they're like, so what's the problem? Well, it's banging on the walls, and my wardrobe stood across the room. And the police are going to be like, now they'd be like, just uh, give you a crime number and see if whatever. Well, I by the time understand. they turned up now, it'd be like three months later and you had forgotten what's going on. Well, yeah, they, or they just wouldn't even turn up. Just leave yeah. a message on the answer phone yeah. and we'll, whatever, yeah. Uh, there's Poltergeist and uh, what's that? Succubus. I don't mean trouble. <laughs> uh, anyway, apparently the police did, they were, um, police did turn up and in subsequent interviews, com- constables claimed to have seen toys thrown about the room and de- de- demonic voices. What is a demonic voice? Like, Voices, get out, PC plot, like that. Yeah, and um, and even apparently they saw the girl levitate. Uh, the the site that I looked at, I have to be honest with you, I probably really should have read a book or something, but I actually don't get time to read books nowadays at all. Um, so what was I just saying? Yeah, so apparently, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the police saw that. I don't know, and heard demonic voices. Uh, in the years that followed, the Hodgsons became subject of like a lot of media and stuff like that. And they did get some other um, paranormal investigators to come in and check it out. Um, I'm trying to remember, um, you know, apparently like sort of experts. One was called Maurice Gross and Guy Linton Playfair, members both of the so- Society for psychical research that always confuses me the psychical research thing basically some people think that basically they made the girls made it up some people don't think the girls made it up um what what happened the weirdest one was basically the the second youngest girl i remember what her name was i think it was duplicate janet um so she was 11 so i think i'm sure it was the second youngest might be wrong here but basically she said that she started well, her voice changed in that, and she said that she was the poltergeist that was doing things, whose name was... I can't remember. <laughs> but basically, she said that she was... She she would like almost like talking in tongues. Her, cha- her voice would change and stuff like that, and the police heard her, and the psychical research person heard her, like saying that she was the, the spirit of the person that died there. And she said, he said that he basically had a blood clot, probably had a vaccine, yeah. And blood clot and died in the chair there. And um, they, that actually was corroborated, who she said that it was. And I, I believe that the son actually heard the story and corroborated it as well. You know, it was okay. But the thing is, I this girl's like 11, she'd have to be really smart, even if it was the 14 year old, to actually find out this information. It's not like they had Google and shit like that. You could do no. that now, probably apart from all the censoring, but generally you, you could sort of found, find that out now, but you couldn't have found it out then. So she sort of found, I, I you know, that that's sort of some compelling evidence that she maybe has some connection yeah. with her. Yeah. But she, I mean, at some time she did admit that she did play some tricks and did make some of the stuff up because she said that, you know, it was supposed to pull. So she like banged on the ceiling and um, hid some stuff and that. So 
So some so stuff that, might that, happen, but they made it yeah. seem more but, like more stuff uh, happened. I, I did hear. I, I was. I remember listening to a podcast that they talked about this, a film, whatever it was, documentary, and they said that she, she said that I'm sure that she was encouraged by the spirit to make stuff up as well. You know, like it was like it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah, be like a kind of trickster thing. It wasn't just like she was just doing it on her own. It was like some kind of, although maybe she was just doing it on her own, but some stuff happened. But a lot, you know, some stuff. Was that made just up sounds well. like people because trying all to. The media, the yeah, media was like on sounds that, like so. people invested in it. Are just trying to yeah. make it fit the narrative, though. Like, oh yeah, she didn't. It was all true. She didn't just make it up herself. It was the spirit telling her to do it. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. So I mean, that, that's sort of the gist of it. Um, later on. She's been talked to later on, and she's like, "Yeah, some of the stuff happened, some of the stuff didn't happen." So it's like, I don't know, but that, that's my that's my be interesting. I got to go back, you know. Some does someone live in the house now? Is it haunted? That's the thing, uh, isn't it? Is it I don't know. I think, I think people what, live the there now. The... Like, I think people still live there, but yeah, like that, the Amityville, the nothing's thing. happened since. So yeah, one so of what, those. What, yeah, it's weird. It, well, maybe it was you know being an adolescence girl. Maybe it was attached to her. So it was a bit of um poltergeist activity um yeah so i know it was a bit of rambling then but it was you know that's okay that's, i have got line. uh a haunted island light on. okay talk well, talk to the talk to the um i have got a haunted it. island and it's in uh just south of mexico city between the canals of a word i really cannot um pronounce you can find a small island with a sad background which never intended to be a tourist destination. Now, this is like meant to be haunted, but it's a tourist destination now. So whether the tourism fuels the like stories and tries to make that come true. It's, it's a it's an island in off off the south uh just south of Mexico City. I'd like to oh, okay. I'd like to print um pronounce the canal it's between the canals of and I can't even pronounce this word. I can spell it X O C H I M I C O. Yeah, oh, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> the look on your Blank. face says it all. The island is known as Isla de las uh, Minicas. Terrible. Isla de las Minicas. The island of the dolls. Have you heard of this before? Could it, island of the dead maybe really good? It's dedicated to the lost, uh, to the lost soul of a poor girl who has met her fate too soon in strange circumstances. The area of thousands, sorry, the area has thousands of people, but this small island is home to hundreds of terrifying dolls. Their severed limbs, decapitated heads, and blank eyes adorn trees. Okay, yeah, I have heard of this. It said that the girl was found. Sounds drowned. like it should be in Japan, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it's said that the girl was found drowned in a mysterious circumstances many years ago on the island, and that the dolls are possessed by her spirit. Oh. So it seems like the tourist trap bit of it. Local legend says that the dolls move their heads and arms and even open their eyes. If it's not on YouTube, it's not happening. <laughs> what of these dolls no, moving? Some witnesses yeah. claim they have heard the dolls whispering to each other, while others who were on the, uh, a boat near the island said the, doll, the dolls lure, lured them to come down to the island. I'm not sure how the little dolls are going to do that. Like well, doing a little dance? Have some tequila! I don't know. Anyway, uh, don't mock what you don't understand. Right. This is the this is the story. Shortly after Julian saw a floating doll near the canals, most probably the doll belonged 
Oh, the other thing I must have missed something out here. This belonged to a girl. He picked up the doll and hung it to a tree as a way of showing respect and support for the spirit. Oh, I think it was like this um, like caretaker or a man who lives on the island. Right. Found a little doll and he put it he like put it on the tree as a respect to the girl of, who's meant to have died on the island. Uh, other, oh, people question the existence of like the story of the drowned girl. Anyway. Julian was apparently haunted by the spirit of the girl and started hanging more dolls in an attempt to please her. Basically, there was a story that this girl got, um, it was on the island and uh, this bloke found her and she had drowned in like this pool. Her right. spirit was haunting the island. So he, he uh, soon after he found this doll and he hung it up from a tree. And then after uh, that why, he said... Why, that, did he th why did he think the, the spirit was haunting the island? Because it was talking to him, I think. Uh, okay. So... So he's, he's like... He's, he basically he's, started hanging He's created... Of, he's created it sounds maybe, yes. It sounds like haunted by the spirit of the girl and he started hanging more dolls in an attempt to please her spirit. He soon realised the dolls themselves were possessed by spirits of dead girls and continued to collect creepy dolls, hanging them over the entire island. But all dolls have, have got According to those close girl. to him, if it was, it was as if Julian was driven by some unseen force that completely changed him. Apparently he was oh, very schizophrenia. Yeah, maybe marked by the fact he was not able to save the little girl's life. After Jeez. fifty years of collecting dolls and hanging them on the island, Julian was found dead, drowned in the same spot where the girl did. Well, that's a bit weird if it's true. Unless, and now his son hangs dolls. Well, up basically, and now people are people say that now, now his spirit's there, but people go to the island and they hang more dolls on the island. Action men for him. Well, I don't know. Barbies for her. After Julian's death in 2001, it became a tourist attraction where visitors bring more dolls. Since the death of Julian, the island has become very famous and has even been featured in many articles and TV shows. So basically, it sounds... I mean, the whole thing originally is creepy. It's like this little deserted island and apparently a girl was found there. The man said he was being haunted by his spirit. He found this little doll, so he hung it on the tree, but then that didn't stop it. There was... So he hung more dolls. And then he said the dolls were getting haunted by spirits. So what he hung even though? more dolls. What do you mean, what happened? Did, was there any, like, things happening? Like, like ghost things? I don't know. I've only got this story. Right. Okay. No, I meant on the island. Was it just... Well, apart from the apparently the dolls moving about and speaking to people. Actually, yeah. All right. Yeah, out of ten? Four. Three. One. One out... I mean, three. if you see a picture of the the island, the island's freaking creepy because imagine all these like different dolls, all like a lot of them being taken apart, and we, you just we, got we could make the, make it fairer. Say, so is one if, is it a one or a two out of two? And then <laughs> if it's a one, then it's at least fifty percent true. Thank God. Then and every story that we do would be like we don't have to rate it. It's not important. Right. I keep looking at my tarot cards, thinking you want to pull a tarot card to see if it's true. Not really. <laughs> Because it's, it's, it's due with goats, my, I was going to say. Ghosts. My, my power's gone into my ones upstairs. Not, they've left these. Um, they've left this one. Friday Tarot pack. So you're not impressed by the Island of the Dolls? I'd like to go and check it out. I'd be interested. I'd like to go and stay here at night. No, I mean, own. you get a picture of it. It's, look it up. The Island of the Dolls. I can't spell that. Island of the Dolls. <laughs> what? Do you, you can't spell it? Well, you were like, well, just it's put like, Island of the Dolls in Mexico. Island of the 
oh, it come up. It's like the first one. I love the dolls. It must my computer's listening to me again. Images. I always do. Oh, yeah, that's quite spooky. I mean, it's creepy. No one, as no one likes hell, dolls anyway, do they? Imagine that at night time. You if you listen to this, go, you go look up the island of dolls. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going there. No. Not on my own, anyway. Plus, I'm still not, I won't be allowed to go there because of that thing. Uh, I like it. It's different. It's a different story. It's not that's why, one that that's why I went for it. Yeah, it's, like, it's a haunted yeah. place, but it does it does seem to be that it was perhaps made as a tourist attraction, possibly. But it's still creepy as hell. What about like when I look up what are the most haunted places in the UK? It's like what are you like top ten? What always comes up is Hampton Court Palace. Yeah, but you know what? I've been there loads of times. And I've yet to see a dead monk or the white lady or anything. And it's not, it, to be fair, it doesn't even feel that creepy. Imagine you really was there a... at night by yourself. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. I mean, but any, in my house, again, my own, yeah, yeah, there's lots of places that feel creepy. My mind's like, but I'm just saying, it doesn't, it didn't, it doesn't feel on the spot. But I tell you, and I've been to, um, What's that? The other one, the Tower of London, a few times. The Tower yeah. of London, definitely. People have, you know, been chopped up and shit there and tortured and everything. So there's definitely some kind of, you can feel that. Yeah. Um, but I would say not, I would say not Hampton Court Palace, to be fair. I know it's like got a lot of history, but it's not, it wasn't really a place that they took people to sort of torture them. And, you know, it was, it hasn't got that kind of thing about it. There was, I, I went to, um, Go visit to I think it's Porchester Castle, and they kept um, French prisoners of war and stuff during the Napoleonic Wars. Yeah, that def that definitely had a a kind of sort of sinister feel about it. You know, like there were certain places where you sort of felt like people, you know, that feeling. You know, that feeling when you got people behind you and stuff like that. And you would go if you were there on your own, you'd go, oh, you know, that that kind of thing. So yeah, so just like someone's creeping up behind you. Yeah, so Porchester Castle, yeah, um, Hampton Court Palace. Probably has, but it's not it's not sinister. You know what I mean? Um, Tower of London, definitely, yeah. Definitely felt like, yeah, that wasn't particularly pleasant, some parts of that. Uh, so anyway, that's my that's my ghost story. <laughs> Fair enough. I've got another one for you then. Go ahead. Right, this is the Sally. There's okay, a haunted right. house. There are haunted houses, and then there's the Sally house. Located oh, in yeah, we know this. Yeah. Atchkin, Atkinson, Kansas, the Sally House has so much... I don't know if it's pronounced Sally. I'm going to say it's Sally. Um, paranormal activity that some believe that is the most haunted home in the entire United States. The house was built in the middle 1800s, but now it remains empty because nobody can tolerate the extreme paranormal activity. And it's not just ghosts that haunt the house. All right, when we win the lottery, I'm going to buy How this house. Can I just say... Yeah. Well, you're not going to go there because you're not going to get vaccinated. You're not going to be able to fly there. Of course, you're you just, I've got, I've just, got, you're, you're, if you're rich, you can fly. Someone. Which can, yeah, anyone yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, of course. It'll yeah. be fine. Um, what? I was going to say? I don't know. What question does Star Show? Nothing. Sally House. Yeah. Well, no, go on, carry on. There was <laughs> Thanks something. for that. I think you've been. No, you said, I think that no, succubus no, no. is getting in you. You said um, it's not just haunted by ghosts. By definition, that's. Ridiculous thing to say. I don't, I don't get. 
it's not just ghosts that haunt the house. There is allegedly a demon. There is a demon no. that also resides there and who portrays itself as a little girl. That's quite creepy. It's quite creepy, yeah. I'm just a little girl. Ooh, I'm lost. Ah! Anyway, yeah. the house is yeah. named after a little girl named Sally who allegedly passed away in the home during, a, during appendicitis surgery. Paranormal activity yeah, in the yeah, home yeah. seemingly increased when a young couple named Tony and Deborah Pickman moved into the house with their newborn, newborn, newborn baby in 1992. Tony was the main target of the entities as he received numerous scratches, cuts and burn marks. They're not a nice octopus. Unexplained fires started in the house as well as objects moving on their own and lights turning on and off. Some items floated in the air while pictures were turned upside down and toys were thrown across the bedroom. In fact, the nursery is one of the most active locations in the home. The family experienced hearing strange sounds such as furniture moving around when nothing was out of place, disembodied voices, scratching coming from the walls, strange smells, cold spots and witnessing ghostly apparitions. The doors were even said to have opened and closed on their own in addition to locking and unlocking by themselves. Scratching, for the... um, well, sorry, scratching. I don't like scratching when you get that on the walls. That's always like quite, you know, obviously, it's quite weird because why? Yeah, I, I get the moving stuff about, but scratching on like if it's just making a noise on saying if you're trying to annoy people, I suppose you can like bang on a wall, but you could scratch. Maybe it's easier to scratch. If I was like, I just do that thing, I know a song that get on your nerves, get on your nerves, you get, get on, on my nerves. Sorry, anyway. Uh, as for the dem demonic presence, there were indications that rituals once took place in the home, especially in the basement. Here we go again. Those oh, who have been in the basement have claimed that rocks and bricks were thrown at them by an unseen force. In addition to the little girl named Sally and the demon, because they're not the same thing apparently, there are several other spirits allegedly haunting the home, such as a young woman who is believed to be Joanna Barnes, a relative of the doctor who performed the surgery on Sally, and who lived next door to the house. The activity in the house is so bad that some paranormal investigators had to leave the location before their investigation was over and never returned. Skeptics who have visited have left as full believers, apparently, although we have no names or testimony from these skeptics who became yeah, full I'll believers. Be a judge of that. The Sally House has been documented on several paranormal shows, including Sightings, Most Haunted Town, loads of different shows and that. So if you want to go and probably look them up you could probably find instances of people investigating the house although i didn't so i don't already. know i'm gonna buy that house and get yes i just here. said that no you said gonna go there buy it and move it here no, i didn't why no, would I move I did. it? oh why would you move it one of those really expensive chinese containers you I said how i said why you're gonna disrupt all the energies make it even more amazing i'll put it next to um next door to the one in derby next door to the derby Inn, and we can make it like a fairground oh wow two piece no, i've got a site for you actually you can put it here we're we'll picking both up and put them in envy have you ever heard of borley rectory yes of course yeah what do you think of the sally house do you reckon he wanted? i i mean no one lives there yeah. now so it was it's yeah. not like it's a home that people have no. been in and then now people are still living there so you're like oh uh, anything going on but people don't live there anymore i, I say from like what was the first one we talked about? What did you say? The uh, first one ancient ramming. Ancient ramming. That was a bit. It probably is, but there ain't no sacrifices. Then you've got my one. No, yeah, my one, which was Enfield a bit haunting. Probably lower than the ancient ramming as a haunted house. Then you've got the island, which is probably 
bit above the ancient yeah. ram in and then you've got this sally house who i reckon it's like because no one's there still you know yeah. no, it's, it's like energy it's like people actually don't want to live there sort of thing um i'd say yeah i'm going with intuition yeah don't want to move in really but I'm, stay gonna, I'm gonna force you to and i win it and buy it right, there you go rick i brought your house in america wicked another another one <laughs> it's like yeah. okay have you heard of borley rectory yeah yeah of course yeah that's only down the road really isn't it we could probably we could probably drive there tonight you could but you wouldn't find it and i'll get to that right is it in a different dimension or something yeah like, disappeared yeah, right. completely you won't night. find the rectory of course because it burnt down yeah but yeah, yeah well there gone. you go they called it the most haunted house in england that is until the ram in became the most yeah. anyway hang on isn't the ram in well, older so it's the most haunted house so then anyway i can't carry on yeah borley rectory was a dark victorian manse in the sleepy essex parish of borley built in 1862 by reverend henry ball the estate was beset by reports of the supernatural until its demise in 1944. borley rectory's paranormal activity frequently made headlines thanks to the famed paranormal investigator harry price I've got a bit about and uh, right the first ghost sighting associated with the parsonage which was erected on top of an old monastery occurred in 1863 because i mean that's always a good idea isn't it we've got this old monastery it's all falling down what should we do yeah. i don't know we'll build a house in it that yeah, always exactly, works yeah. out well what was that one the one uh, we were talking about sorry just to jump in we talked about um was it um war paranormal war stories and it was some um, some thing where it was it used to be a sanitarium and it was like a nunnery and they all died and it was like oh let's make turn it into a hotel it's like yeah that was it it's like yeah yeah crazy it, house and a anyway. yeah yeah uh monastery townsfolk attributed it to a nun from a nearby town who had fallen in love with a monk local law had it that they were caught trying to elope and the monk was executed while the nun was boarded up in the cellar to die nice pleasant i mean that's how's the how's the monk uh, um executed that they don't say okay. i mean i don't know it doesn't say what year this would have happened the nun so i don't know whether it's whether there were uh, what's it called protestants or catholics who were doing this to their oh uh, yeah yeah just just like a prosecution kind of thing well it's a nun in it do you do you have is it just catholic nuns or do you have all sorts of nuns i don't know I'm, maybe I'm, the priest was christian uh, it doesn't <laughs> and the, the nun was catholic the priest was a muslim and the nun was a jew Right, on the twenty on July the twenty fifth, nineteen hundred, <laughs> four of Reverend Ball's daughters reported seeing Jehovah, a ghost of Jehovah. a ghost of the nun gliding across the estate. The first of several encounters. Okay, so it's creepy enough when why can't these ghosts just walk? Why do they always have to glide? As they if they're to, not do they? I know that, but it's even freakier, isn't it? Sightings grew stranger for the Ball family and included a coach driven by a headless horseman racing down the property. Awesome headless horseman when the reverend henry ball died in 1892 his son harry also a reverend took over the rectory until his own death on june 9th 1928 a new man of the cloth moved in a few months later reverend eric smith and his wife experienced ghostly lights and bells spectral footsteps and mrs smith even found a skull wrapped in a paper bag while cleaning out the kitchen at least it wasn't in the cellar 
how how is a, a skull in a paper bag just left in the kitchen it's randomly like in a cupboard all this prompted the couple to contact the daily mail in an attempt to reach the society for psychical research the tales of headless coachman and a lonely nun made the paper on june 10th 1929 Two days later, a soon-to-be famous paranormal researcher named Harry Price visited the home to investigate. Oh, that Harry again. Yeah. Price concluded... Maybe, maybe. Warrants. A little bit. We're not sure. Price, although he probably was like one of the first, uh, what's it, psychic researchers. He sort of almost started it all or made it more famous. Celebrity psychic researchers. Yeah, sort of. Price concluded that the poltergeist was behind the haunting. He chronicled the paranormal activity he encountered, including stones and uh, vases sailing through the air and tapping sounds along mirror frames as possible communications from beyond. It was too much for the Smiths, who moved out a month later. But there was another place that drove them out. Huh. As rumours spread about the haunted grounds of the Borley Rectory, it was hard to find new occupants. But after some time, Reverend Foster, his wife Marianne and their daughter Adelaide moved in. Price stayed on to investigate and soon realised the activity had transformed into something sinister. Marianne's daughter was attacked and would sometimes get locked in a room. Marianne claimed she was thrown from her bed by an invisible force. Reverend Foster performed two exorcisms. During one, he reportedly suffered blows from a fist-sized stone. Mm. You'd think they would take, like, after you get smacked with it once, you'd take it out of the room. Stone. Yeah. Stop. He got hit him in the head and he's like, put it on the floor. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> and pick, pick it, it back. in the corner, yeah, and he's flying back again. Um, like that. This size stone. Yeah. Price's like studies at Borley Rectory advanced his career and solidified his reputation as a preeminent researcher in the paranormal community. He came up with the ideas of a ghost hunter's kit, which included tape measure to gauge the thickness of walls, cameras to capture proof, portable phones to facilitate Phones, portable phones to facilitate communication between multiple research. Oh, I think he, when it's like portable phones, like this is in 1920 odd. Where's he getting a port? I think they mean like with a wire so they could have them Maybe spread around like the house. Time traveler in the Charlie you know, Chaplin like video. when you were a kid and you had the tin can with the string on it. Yeah, maybe done basically that. that, but with the phones of the era. So basically, he made he was the inventor of the mobile phone, was yes. Harry Price. Harry Price was, yeah. Facilitate yeah. communication between multiple researchers and remote-controlled equipment so he could record activity from a distance. See, it all sounds technical, but when he means remote-controlled, it's probably like a, a, like a camera with a wire and a button that he pushes. They don't have to stand next to it, that sort of thing. But it ain't his fault, is it? He didn't invent the stuff. He no, just I'm just trying to... Right, yeah, but so you like, can't you, say... You oh, need to, he's like, you need certain things to... You can't just go there. You need yes. to capture it. You need like, to pro provide proof. That's yes. the idea, isn't it? He's a, yeah, he's, he's got a kit. He's you can't just say... Yeah. You have to provide proof, yeah, physical proof. Sorry, Harry, for knocking you. At the same time, other researchers began to investigate the claims made by Price and Marianne. Some speculated that the reports were falsified to cover up Marianne's infidelity. And it later came to light that the Reverend's wife was having an affair with a boarder named Frank Peerless. The Foster family's tenure at Borley Rectory lasted until 1935. Okay. I don't know why... Um, Bryce would get together with Marianne to cover up she was having an affair. Make much sense, does it? Um, Surely you just wouldn't say anything. You'd have to make up ghost yeah, stories been... about it. Yeah, that you know. does seem very... Yeah. With the that mansion un sense. unoccupied, 
Price decided to rent the home for one year so he could continue his investigations uninterrupted. Through an ad in the Times, he found nearly 50 willing participants, I think it was actually 48, I don't know why they didn't just say 48, who would live in the dwelling and document their findings. Out of this year-long research, seances were performed and two ghosts were discovered by the team. The first was a French nun who was identified as Marie. It was she who was buried alive and who pleaded for the help through messages on the wall. The second ghost had a foreboding message. Sonix Amures warned that he would set fire to the rectory on March the 27th, 1938, and that the remains of a murdered individual would be revealed. Bryce concluded his research and left the mansion shortly thereafter. Then, on February 27th, 1939, a fire broke out in the gutted and gutted the estate. The new owner, Captain W.H. Gregson, reportedly knocked over an oil lamp and triggered a blaze that severely damaged the home. Bryce returned to Borley to sort through the wreckage. In 1943, he announced he had unearthed the bones of a young woman. So, Price held up the bones as a conclusive proof of the ghostly nun. By this time, however, locals and the paranormal research community had grown sceptical of Price. Many felt the bones were, in fact, belonging to a pig. The parish of Borley... <laughs> Parish of Borley refused to sanction a formal Christian burial for the remains. Instead, Price went to a nearby town to do the deed. So basically they're like, ah, it's pig bones, you're not burying them here. So he just went off to another town and buried them himself. Borley Rector is him. What? Is that, that, I mean, that could be a bit of a cover-up itself. It's not, uh, no, there's nothing to see here when there actually yeah. is a dead, I mean, you know, it probably wouldn't it have been, been a dead person. It wouldn't have been that hard to determine if they were pig bones or not. But, well, no, it, it shouldn't be. Like a, a, a proper, whatever you call it, yeah, pig researcher. Now, you know, what I mean, the proper pathologist or whatever would know whether they were pig bones or human bones. What if you found the pig bones in the um? Yeah, but he was saying they. Well, maybe they were pig yeah, bones. He thought, he thought he they thought... were the proof that there was a the woman yeah. was buried in the cellar. All rector was demolished in 1944, and Price passed away in 1948. Though the Society for Cycle Research investigated Price after his death and regarded some of his findings as largely inconclusive, both Price and the ghost of the haunted old castle live on. It's not castle, directory. Castle live on. Okay, so a little bit about Harry Price. Anyway, what do you reckon about the story of the rectory? Do you reckon... Yeah, I think there's something to it. That you know, the family did it, almost well run away. People saw ghosts, like different it, people it, have seen ghosts over the years. It's not is it in one family. Uh, am I getting this wrong? Where it's is in it? Essex. No, oh, I don't. It doesn't say. It, it could be. I'm, I'm thinking it's in Epping Forest. It's not, though, is it? Epping. I don't Boy know. Rectory. You're um, asking me, I was, and I say, and I don't know, and you're asking me again, oh, and I'm going to say I don't I know. It was. I think it might be. Well, the rectory is in Epping Forest. Um, well, Harry Price is an am was an amateur magician and psychic researcher. Price dedicated most of his life to studying paranormal phenomenon and debunking spiritualists. The later practice made him none too popular with many of the believers of that movement, including Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh. After Price debunked spirit photographer William Hope, Doyle led a mass, a mass resignation of 84 members of the Society for Cycle Research and continued to hound Price for years. Unlike many magicians, however, Price was actually open to the possibility of paranormal, of the paranormal and believed that some spirit mediums were generally legitimate. This, among other things, put him at odds with some other members of the Society for Psychic Research, 
the SPR, which he joined in 1920. Rice was also a member of the Magic Circle, an organisation of stage magicians, the Ghost Club, arguably, arguably the oldest paranormal research organisation in the world, and the founder of the National Laboratory of Psychical Research, which he founded as a rival to the SPR. Some of Price's most famous cases include the investigation of the medium Helen Duncan and a black magic experiment atop Mount Brocken in Germany, in which an attempt was made to transform a goat into a young man. Because why not? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just weird. How did I attempt it? I don't know. I don't know. The... You'd have to look up the whole thing of how they went about it, but I don't know why I... they think that was going to... Is that like men, men who stare at goats? They like to stare at his goat. No, it's like a, a black magic thing. So it's got to be linked to, like, you would say Satanism, wouldn't you? Like a goat into a man. Were they trying to summon the devil, really? Yeah, trying to create man on like the devil on earth or something yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Price claimed that he practiced in the experiment known as the Locksburg Trist, only to prove the the fallacy of transcendental magic. No. He said he only well, took part. He took part to, to disprove the fallacy. Yeah, so to prove that it's not true. Um, I had a book called Transcendental Magic by Eliphas Levi. It was supposed to be the reincarnation. No, Alistair Crowley was supposed to be the reincarnation. Anyway. Um, uh, hold on. Price also investigated Geff, the talking mongoose, in 1930. Geff supposedly inhabited the farmhouse of the Irving family on the Isle of Man. Though Price's investigations alleged that the hair and paw prints of the mongoose were actually from a dog and that the talking was produced by hollow walls in the house, which makes the whole house one great speaking tube with walls like sounding boards. That's what he said. Anyway, that's what I got yeah. about Harry Price. So what do you think about Harry Price? I think he's a pioneer. He's like someone who started to do stuff. He'd find out weird stories, wanted to go investigate it. Yeah. He might have been a bit, um, I want to believe, possibly. You know, he really wants to find out. Maybe he really wanted to save this person who, he, like, in the body rectory, what he really thought that someone, like a, a nun, had been buried. He wanted to, you know, yeah, bury her. Like, or you do know, you save her? Do you think he wanted to be famous as well? A bit of that. Well, because he obviously was a, a character at the time. He obviously was a celebrity. So, it, you know, for do you think some uh, of it was like all? Some of it was well, maybe. Well, some of it was always a bit. Yeah, some of it was like true investigation, but some of it was made yeah. up for the for the story to well, make I'll, himself more. I go with the location, but it, I, I was just looking it up, and it doesn't. It it looks like maybe wrong, but it looks like it is in sort of um, in Epping Forest, and Epping Forest is well known for being you know haunted. It had a Bodicea's body cover on the corner of her camp there, or the Roman camp where they took Bodicea and tortured her instead. You know. They're supposed yeah. to be like Rome, see Roman armies and shit, you know, ghost Roman armies and stuff. So I'd, I'd say it's um just for the location, it's potentially yeah. I'd I'd go with yeah. Uh, as far as like Harry Price's investigation, some of it's probably made up, bullshit, elaborated. But I, I think sometimes I go with. But like he's, when you've he's not like a full on bullshit because he went and no. Investigate people and debunk stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he, he, and know, earned, he just go earned the ire he, of certain people because he debunked stuff. He was the original X filer. It seems like. Yeah, maybe. You yeah, know, I, I, I like it. I like it's probably um, important in like modern 
yeah. psychic psychic research areas just because yeah. of what he done made it famous. And, and, and he wanted he wanted he set up um you know groups and stuff to try and prove you know this or that you know either yeah. or, or either sort of thing. So yeah, no, I like it. Again, it's another place. I don't know. You can't obviously can't go and stay at Borley Rectory because it's not there. It's so, not yeah. um, the grounds. But, you know, when I was younger, when we were younger, we we used to try and sort of go kind of ghost hunts. You know. Yeah. We went. I think I remember going with you. We found this old decrepit house, or whatever. Like, oh, it's haunted. I, I, I can't remember <laughs> yeah. went with one of our friends, and like, I think I banged on the wall and made you both run away or something silly Probably. like that. But. Yeah, it was. Um, but anyway, um, Bailey Rectory was one of the ones we used to talk about, maybe possibly going to. So it's still still a place sort of worth investigating. So I'm going to give it a um, more than. I'm going to give it a more than Enfield haunting. For that, yeah. Um, I do. I do have one little one. I know I've talked about this before, only because I'm going there. I've got. Um, I've got. A Coombe Abbey, yeah, as a haunting. The Grade One listed building was originally built. I haven't got a lot to be honest with you. It was right. originally built as a monastery. I just slurred then. I've had like four bourbons. The Grade One listed building was originally oh, built as a monastery in the 12th century. It was only open as a hotel in 1992. And since people have reported lots of odd goings on, guests have reported seeing the ghost of a hooded figure believed to be the spirit of Abbot Geoffrey, one of the original Caesarians. Mysterian monks. It's said that he was murdered in the monastery in 1345. It's also said to be the ghost of a young girl called Matilda. People have reported hearing her footsteps walking around the hotel grounds. How would they know it's Matilda's footsteps? The story goes that she was a stable hand who fell pregnant to the master of the house. Who was the master of the house? Was it Abbot Geoffrey? He refused to accept that the child was his, but sadly the baby died during childbirth. She then placed a curse on any young children born in the building. Some believe her hex who, may have who worked placed as a curse. Crazy... She did, apparently. What, the, the baby? The he mother. refused to accept the child was his, but sadly the baby died during childbirth. She then placed a curse on any young children born in the building. Some believe her, her hex may have worked as the Craven family who took up residence house and locked the lost several children during their time there. I have nothing else. Um, <laughs> I just thought I'd do the crew maybe because it popped in word. I'm going to stay there and it's supposed to be like proper haunting. You know, and a, so we you stay there just for a night? Yeah. That should be good. Yeah. Well, I'll be pissed as a fart anyway when you when I have no thing. Well, like, um, that. You've got to do a proper investigation. You keep saying right, you want to do a ghost investigation. You've got to at least try. All right, I will. I'll um, have a camera on hand. Have your phone on hand. and or a, like Take a tarot card or something? It's not an investigation. I want pictures and voice recordings. If you've got something you can record... You can like do some I've chats. Got dic- I've got a dictaphone. Yeah, take that, and then you can do see if you can get some what they call EVP. EVPs, yeah, is I'll it? I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. At least do that. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's that's my mission for. And keep today. your camera, like your phone camera, at handy. So should I do it just like in a, case? I'm gonna like from the moment I get there to the moment I leave, like Cloverfield. Maybe something amazing will happen. Be like a murdered I, person's found camera fit. Camera I expect all that happen is your phone battery will run out rather quick, but. No, it's yeah, worth I, a try. Yeah, I got. I did get a new um a new phone from a dodgy site, and the battery's absolutely shit on it. Same from my a old dodgy phone. site. Well done. Well, my old phone. We're not talking my about old, phones. No, we're, we're not. not no, anyway. Phone. Anyway, I got. This is a story I don't well. really care about. Ripped off again. Rip off Britain. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Anyway, that's my um. I see. I've got. I'm all. I'm all out of ghosties. Ah, we all ghost. We'll ghost it out. Of it. There's like bazillions. I mean, what do you think? All, like particular places. Is it the area? Is it the building? Is it the what happens in it? Does things happen in there because it's the area? I'm sure we've done a whole or... episode on this. We did. But I'm just. I, um, I don't know. Just. I think just as we're, we're rounding up. Um. I think the area's got a lot to do with it. I think like the way sh- like shit bad things would happen in the area so that then it would break, like propagate the whole I think it might be to do with the construction of buildings and materials and stuff. Stone, most... like the, the pho- photographic stone things sort of yeah. like stone. It's like, you know, your buildings are built a certain maybe it's like certain angles and materials and they can capture energy. Yeah. Probably like almost some, yeah, like, na- like any other device that yeah, like any other device that can capture something. Yeah. Or, or a recording it's almost some of it's almost like that where it captures the energy but then you get different types of energy because you get ghosts who are who will just appear and walk and don't interact and then you got other ghosts that seem to interact and you know, do things to people and then you you yeah you get ones that communicate ones that don't we we need to um me and you need to do a um we need to book up this one of these ghost places and we do a live twitch discord ghost investigation probably be good be a drunk ghost investigation but um we should probably we should do that good go do the ancient ram yeah oh yeah, we you need equipment yeah. and shit though don't you we can't just turn up no. with, like oh we're paranormal investigators Phones? we've got we've got a mobile phone Phones? each we'll just we'll just connect to um, discord by the mobile phone we'll do it live no you can't can you because it's all whatever and but we'll do one anyway. We'll definitely do, we'll do something we'll, at some point. We'll do, um, um, what's it called? The, the, the place where all the gunpowder was made. We're going to do Crane Park Ghost Investigation. I don't think there's many ghosts get, there. Get, we will be. We'll probably get stabbed by junkies while we're down there. Yes, we probably will. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's cool. But we will. We'll, we'll try and maybe think about in the future sorting something out. If the apocalypse doesn't come before then. Yes. But anyway, hope, hope you enjoyed our haunted world places and our insight into ghosts and stuff like that brother where can you find us you can find us i hope you're going to shut up this week anyway you can find us on twitter uh big conspire yes yeah we do we often well, we send more tweets out there now than we do normally facebook big conspire that's my brother though he does all of that i don't Facebook. I, I don't do anything with Facebook really. I don't, I don't. Just share it. Okay. Um, I keep forget. I keep forgetting that um, Twitter's not my personal like thing. So I'm like replying to people with the big conspire Twitter thing. Like, it's all good. Annoying pro pro jabbers, jabber jabber. Anyway, it's all good. On. Follow us on there. Yeah. You can contact us at uh, bigconspire at hotmail Send us a message. Tell us if you want us to chat about saying. Um, Nice. Uh, be nice. Actually, obviously, podcast apps, Apple. Leave us a message. Give us a review. Big thumbs up. Big thumbs down. We don't care. It's just some interaction. Money. Nice. Can buy that haunted house in America. Send us money. Yet. Just email it to us. Can't you do that? <laughs> you want for email money? Bit- I don't. Bitcoin. They, e- they email have some Bitcoin or something. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. And if you want to watch the video, you can catch us on. You can email Odyssey. us a photocopy of money. Sorry. You can catch us on Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> the big conspire go you on can, there you can. sign up get some free crypto just for watching 
I love videos and that. That's it. Free crypto. Yeah. Anyway, free free Nelson free Nelson's Vandella. Free Nelson Mandela. Um free McAfee. Wow. Even though they've just killed him. And we'll catch you next week. Catch you next week. See you later, people. Said there's no asylum order.